Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe what's up out now is normally a film podcast with abe and i discussing new movies weekly however every now and then we like to do special bonus episodes and we have a pretty good bonus episode this time around we're gonna do a, a two this is our 2013 academy awards special part one and i say <laughs> yeah all of that and i say part one because this is taking place before the academy awards if you're listening to this on the day that it came out then you will not know what the award winners are yet you get to hear what we think will be the what will win and we'll also give our opinions of what we think should win the oscars for sunday night february 24th oscar ceremony so joining abe and i to discuss what we believe should and will win academy awards we have writer for fast film reviews currently lobbying for best close-up oscar for les miserables mark hoven hey everyone and we have a writer for the Racked Focus, the man who has challenged Sally Field to a fist fight, Maxwell Haddad. Hello there, all. Both those true. Um, <laughs> so good. How, how are you guys doing? Doing really well. All right. I'm spectacular, and thank you for asking. For, for sure, Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, basically all four of us have we've we've uh, we've made our picks of what we think will win the Academy Awards and what we'd like to win the Academy Awards, and so. I'm just going to kind of run through each of the categories. I'm going to start with kind of the the uh, lower categories first, the what, as opposed to the you know the big main categories. So we're going to go kind of reverse reverse order and just uh, go from there. It's going to just get right into it. And then um, the part two of this episode uh, will have you know who won the results, and uh, yeah, I'll get to that when we get to the end of the podcast here. So uh, let's just begin my handy table. So I'm going to start with best animated short and the uh, the nominees. We have a live action or animated. I did say animated short. Oh, I was just kidding. Those uh, are the words uh... I used. <laughs> and the nominees. Just for... making sure you're on your toes. Yeah. No, I'm on my ass right now. Actually, I'm sitting. Oh. The uh, the the nominees are Adam and Dog, Fresh Guacamole, Head Over Heels, Maggie Simpson in the Longest Daycare, and Paperman. So let's see. I'll, I guess I'll just start. I'll start off this one. Um, I'm going with Paperman. And I'd want Paperman to win, Abe. Uh, I'm gonna go with Paperman to win, uh, and I think that I would want that to win as well. Mark, I'm going with Paperman, um, but I would like to see Maggie Simpson in Longest Daycare win, and that's because that would be reparations for the best animated feature in 2007 when the Simpsons movie wasn't even nominated, but Surf's Up was. I like Surf's Up. <laughs> It's but not the penguins. Simpsons movie. I just so anyway, but yeah, Paperman for the win. Cool. Maxwell, uh, I'll have to repeat and say Paperman for the win, and I would love to see it win. It's a beautiful film, and uh, very enjoyable. Okay, it's a sweep. <laughs> well, 
Mark is holding out there for his love of Simpsons. <laughs> well, that's what I would like to see win, but I don't. I I know that's not going to win. All right. Well, moving on to uh, the next category. They all get harder from here. They do. We have best live action short. We have Assad, the Buzkashi Boys, Curfew, Death of a Shadow, or Dude Van in Shadow, <laughs> and Henry. I'll let uh, I'll let Abe go first. That's a tough one. This is probably the category where I was trying to catch all their trailers and uh, couldn't really catch all of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Henry just because it's the name Henry. Classic but game I, choice. I, I would want Death of a Shadow to win. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mark, I, I actually saw you know all of these, uh, both animated and live action, and I really enjoyed Curfew. So I'm gonna go for that will win, and also I'd like to see it win. I also have Curfew as my pick. Uh, Maxwell? I think Curfew is going to win as well, but I would love to see uh, like Abe Death of a Shadow take the prize for this esoteric category. Everybody watching telecast will actually understand. Aaron, have you seen all of these? I didn't get a chance to see the live-action films. Oh, okay. Because I think I would predict, Aaron, you would like Death of a Shadow best also. See, you. Aaron? See? I mean, they're all kind of interesting. You, but... you picked Henry, Abe. <laughs> I want Death of a Shadow to win. You, all... you haven't you haven't seen any of them to have really an opinion either way on this, so you could easily this pick is why, Death of this a Shadow. This is a persuasive argument. They're all very very sad. That was kind of the reason why I didn't go because I knew they were sad. So I'm like, it's not I, a. So I kept putting it off. Cur- Curfew does have kind of a it has sort of a humorous twist to it though. Well, moving on, we have a best documentary short feature, and the nominees are Innocent. King's Point, Mondays at Racine, Open Heart, and Redemption. So let's let Mark start. So I haven't seen any of these, but I'm going to go with Open Heart uh, for will win and also should win. Okay. Maxwell? Uh, interestingly, I also thought uh, or think that Heart's going to win, but I would uh, choose Redemption if it were up to me. Abe? Uh, I actually... I hope that Innocent Day wins. Uh, I was I was pretty moved by that. I wouldn't mind if Mondays at Racine won. I uh, also chose Innocent as a. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Will wins. <laughs> Innocent. <laughs> okay. So now next up we have uh, best documentary feature, and the nominees in this category we have uh, Five Broken Cameras, The Gatekeepers, How to Survive a Plague, The Invisible War, and Searching for Sugarman. Uh, Abe. Uh, I'd actually want The Invisible War to win. Um, and I, I think I don't mind if searching for Sugar Man because all the praise you guys have heaped on it before. Um, I wouldn't mind if that won. So is that your pick? Yeah, Invisible War. As will win? Will win, yeah. Okay. I gotta write all these down, so I gotta be sure. <laughs> uh, Mark? Uh, I think searching for Sugar Man will win, and I also would love to see it win. And it's also a great soundtrack. Maxwell? Um, I was a little bit torn on this one just because the Gatekeepers seems to to be the type of film the Academy would go for, but if I'm going to go with my gut, I would say Sugarman will pull out the win, and I would love to see that happen. It's a really uh, enjoyable film, um, and as Mark said, the music is terrific. I'd say the same for Sugarman, and I mean, yeah, the Oscars... They, te- they they can go for, like, categories that are more, or for films that are more, you know, message-heavy or whatnot. But you have films like, um, 
like uh, was a man on wire that went too that are just you know nice simple stories so it could i could see it go, i mean i think searching for sugar man will win but i could i mean i could i could see the logic of that being the winner as well yeah i mean even if you're going by message movies also how to survive a plague is yeah, one of those for kinds sure. of films too all right so moving on to the next category we have best visual effects and here we have the hobbit an unexpected journey life of pi Marvel's The Avengers, Prometheus, and Snow White and the Huntsman. Maxwell. Uh, I'm going to go and say that Life of Pi will win, and I also think it should win because I think that the tiger character is a really phenomenal effect. My favorite type of effect are the ones where you don't feel like you're watching effect, and I felt like that was the case with that character in Life of Pi. Abe? Uh, I think that Life of Pi will win, uh, and I hope that it does win because I'm looking at these uh, this category, and you know I think that Ang Lee uh, did take a chance with uh, some of the visual effects. So yeah, I hope that it wins. Yeah, I would say Life of Pi as well. That'd be my uh, pick to win, and uh, should win. I just think that just makes perfect sense to me. Okay, well I'm gonna sound really unoriginal here. I also believe that. Life of Pi will win, and also I think it should win. It was uh, you're going to see in my picks a lot of the technical categories are going to Life of Pi. I just mm-hmm. really love the way that film looked. Just say about the um, the Life of Pi visual effects situation. Um, it's been in in the the trades and the news lately that the company responsible for it, Rhythm and Hughes, is unfortunately bankrupt. Oh. Uh, so it's a really sad story because it did such good work, and um, I think the newest development is that they w- they were able to get money to finish the film they were currently working on. I can't recall which film, but I'm not sure if the future of that that affects us. They're called Rhythm and Hughes is gonna mm. is gonna continue. So if they do win that would be sort of a, a bittersweet capper. Yeah, there. hopefully that'll help with their yeah. bankruptcy woes. Fox isn't gonna yeah. break off some of the half a billion dollars that Life of Pi made for. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously. It's like Angley saying on Saturday is okay, give him some of the money you made to buy part of the studio. I'm sure there's a, a way to fix it, but... Is, right. is Keanu Reeves still giving away Matrix money? Maybe they can get some of that. I think he spent all that already. On on sandwiches and looking sad? Well, and the stunt. <laughs> remember, remember that, though? Like, Keanu Reeves was just... He was, like, literally giving away money to all the people that help work on the Matrix. He... he bought them all motorcycles, I think. Yeah, something like that. Oh. All right. Next category we have Best Production Design... The nominees are Anna Karenina, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Costume, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, and Lincoln. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm going to say Life of Pi. I think it, you know, I, I, that's that's what I think will... This is a tough one, too. This, this is between Anna Karenina and Life of Pi for me, but I'm going with Life of Pi. I'd say that should win, too, although Anna Karenina, of the things I did admire, I did like the, yeah. the production design on that one, but I'm going to go with Life of Pi. Uh, Abe? I went with Life of Pi. I think it's going to win, um, and I hope that it does win. I, I did have some some tough time with it, too, because uh, Anna Karenina, the production design was pretty good, but again, I think Life of Pi is going to take it. Mark? So I don't think any choice you would pick for this would be bad. But I decided in a lot of these races, because it's so unpredictable, just to go with my my heart. And I really loved Anna Karenina. So I'm going to pick Anna Karenina for this category and as the will win and as also as should win. All right. Maxwell? 
I do think Life of Pi is going to take this award. I think um, Life of Pi is going to do well across all the technical categories like Hugo did last year. But like Mark said, I would really love to see Anna Karenina take it. I think the production design was really marvelous and went a long way to the success of that, that film's artistic conceit. You, Maxwell, you're one of my, like, uh, you know, brothers in this film, but, like, most of the people did not, I mean, from what I can tell, most of the people didn't care for Anna Karenina that much, but you and yeah. I are, like, one of the few <laughs> that enjoyed this, so. Not, yeah, to, not to break up the bromance, but I don't know Maxwell did hate Les Miserables, so there you go. <laughs> Well, we were, we're not talking about Les Miserables right now. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Way to bring up old wounds. There were a lot of divisive films last year, though. Normally, it seems like there's one or two that people... It normally seems that, for the most part, the films, at least in the Oscar contention, are pretty agreeable. But this year, everyone has such harsh, divisive opinions on them, which is what has made choosing some of these predictions difficult. I'm... I'm... I'm saying that this is one of the most unpredictable Oscar races in history. I think even Best Picture is up for grabs. It's certainly oh, one we'll of the more there. exciting ones, that's for sure. A lot of shifts in momentum in terms of certainty. Mm-hmm. Honestly, there's like maybe two awards that I feel like I would bet the bank on, and everything else I think is up for grabs. So let's move on to our next category. We have Best Makeup and Hairstyling, and the nominees for that one are Hitchcock, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Beard, and Les Miserables, uh, let's go backwards. Maxwell, what do you think? Much to my dismay, I think Hitchcock is going to take this award. Um, I just think it's it's easy to see where the makeup is used, so confused voters may uh, pick because they can tell, oh, well, that was, that was makeup. He looks kind of like Hitchcock. But for me, I would choose The Hobbit, um, despite... Some overuse of visual effects in certain characters. I think when you did use makeup, it was as clever and whimsical as uh, any fantasy I've seen. So, uh, Mark. So again, I'm gonna vote my heart. I I think The Hobbit will win, and I also think it should win. Abe, I think The Hobbit will win, and I think it should win too, considering the uh, the other two in this category. Uh, we're all all over the place on this one. I'm going with Les Miserables. And they just they just put coal in their face. No, no, no. I can well explain why, Aaron, but I can support you in that too. Because they added hairstyling to the uh, <laughs> the, the nominees oh. this year. It's usually just makeup. Well, and, and also they had <laughs> to make Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman look ugly. And they're literally hairstyling her on screen. I mean, <laughs> so I, I think there's a valid argument well, to be made. Well. That, that wasn't a joke. That I, they're, I still they're literally doing that. But I can understand why that movie was nominated, and I can I can understand why someone would pick it. Moving on to best uh, costume design. Oh, there we go. We have uh, Anna Karenina, Les Miserables, Lincoln, Mirror Mirror, and Snow White and the Huntsman, making it the second time this year that two Snow last year or whatever that two Snow White films <laughs> are competing against each other. So, uh, Mark. So I'm gonna go with Anna Karenina. For uh, will win, and I also will say it should win. Abe, I'm gonna go with Anna Karenina. What? Uh, Karenina too, uh, as a will win and should win. Maxwell, uh, I think Lemis is likely to take this award, but in a twist nobody saw coming. I think Mirror Mirror should win. Um, the costumes were really colorful and inventive, and sadly the costume designer passed away 
last year, so I believe this is her last credit, mm. and it would be um, a nice ode to her her career in in the art costume design. All right, um, I chose Anna Karenina. Uh, yeah, I think that that should win as well. I uh, think it works. Period films, Oscars works out for me. Maxwell, I I actually totally support you in your mirror mirror pick. Who is the that woman who did the costumes? What else has she done? She's quite, um, she's, she's very talented. A, her name escapes me, I, I, which I feel terrible about. Aiko think, Ishioka. Yeah, and she she's uh, been very prolific. Yeah, she's worked on among the other things we have. Uh, I think she works Brown, with Brown, Tarsem a lot. Yeah, The Fall, The Cell, both of those films, Immortals, Dracula, Drac Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. So she's obviously very talented. I think she has won the Oscar before, though. I probably for Dracula, if I had to guess. Yeah, for Dracula, yep, exactly. There it is, Dracula. Remember Dracula? That's a movie. No, that's a great one. <laughs> it's a it's a movie. I mean, <laughs> there's so many boobs. You can like enjoy the the production design on that. That's like incredible. I mean, Gary Oldman, the way they did him, I, I thought awesome. For sure, Keanu Reeves, magnificent in that one. <laughs> Gary Oldman, focus on him. Uh, Hitchcock's Anthony Hopkins. Um, <laughs> moving on, let's uh, let's get to best sound editing. And the nominees here we have Argo, Django Unchained, The Deer Silent, Life of Pizai, <laughs> Skyfall, You Got a Skyfall, and Zero Dark Thirty. Um, Abe, what do you have going for sound editing? Uh, I think that Life of Pi is going to win. Uh, I wouldn't mind if Zero Dark Thirty did win. I think there was some good sound editing uh, with some of the interrogation and obviously the uh, the tension-filled ending scenes. Uh, Mark? For that shipwreck, I'm going with Life of Pi, as should win and also will win. Maxwell? Uh, I'm going to go with Skyfall, both will win and sh- and should win. Um, I think action films tend to do well in this category, and the editing of the Skyfall is, is really is really well done. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Life of Pi, and I would agree. Action films and like effects-heavy films win, which I think it's it's almost a toss-up between Life of Pi, Skyfall, and even Zero Dark Thirty. I think, uh, but who knows? Argo could be just taken off and have its have its own take everything. Just take everything, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going with Life of Pi. And... Remember, remember how like a month ago or maybe two months ago, it was like Lincoln was going to take everything, and then and it was, uh... then it was Silver Linings Playbook, and now it's back to Argo again. Yeah, it's Argo again. Yeah. All right, next category, still sound sound mixing this time around. We have Argo, Les Misérables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Skyfall. Uh, Maxwell. Uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and choose Les Mis for both will win and should win. Despite um, certain reservations I have about the film, um, I think the you know by simple virtue of the fact that they recorded the singing live on set, that it sounded as as good as it did, um, is a, a really remarkable and tough feat that I can't even begin to imagine how they um, made it work. So that would be my pick. Mark, um, brilliantly articulated by Maxwell. I I agree. Les Misérables is the will win and should win, and it has a lot to do with the fact that it is a musical, and I think that should push it to the win in that category. I agree. Les Mis, uh, musicals tend to take this category anyway, but the fact of 
things that Maxwell's already explained, singing it live on set and what have you, those are good enough reasons for me to think that it will win and, you know, should win. Yep. Yep, same here. Lame is. Next up, we have Best Original Score. And the nominees we have for this category. Anna Karenina by Dario Marianelli. Argo by Alexandra Desplat. Life of Pi by Michael Denna. Lincoln by Johnny Williams. <laughs> and Skyfall by Mr. Thomas Newman. And uh, I'll start with this one. I'm going to go with Life of Pi. This one. This was... And, uh, yeah, Life of Pi, I would... I, I like that score quite a bit. I, Thomas Newman's Skyfall score is really good as well. I enjoy that quite a bit. But I, I'd, I'd probably give it to Life of Pi in both categories. Should and will. Um, Abe? Uh, I actually listened to bits and pieces of all of them. I, I'm, I, would, I think that Anna Karenina is going to win, uh, but I wouldn't mind if um, any of the other ones won. Maybe, well, actually, Alan Exeter and Displaz had a huge year. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if anyone else won. Mark? I also go with Life of Pi. I think that the blending of world music um, and different kind of genres and everything, I thought it was pretty well done. So I, I'd go with Life of Pi for both will and should win. Maxwell? Um, I think Life of Pi is going to win this award, but without a doubt, I think Anna Karenina should. I think Terry Marianelli is one of the best composers working, and in all of his collaborations with Joe Wright, he's brought such great, like a, a sense of classical orchestration um, and a hint of you know Russian flavor to this that I thought was just phenomenal. Yeah, Atonement was a score that I really did enjoy when he and he won for that one. Uh, yeah, the I, way he used typewriters um, within the right, right. Yeah. Staccato percussion of the sound, and yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. And some of, some of that was in Anna Karenina as well, not not a whole lot, but it was it was there in the in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and even in Hannah, which was you know not by Dario, it was by the Chemical Brothers, but they the way they they bounce back themes between what's going on on screen and how the theme played out. Like yeah, Joe Wright, I like his use of scores in films. That was one of the things I was looking forward to in Anna Karenina. Actually, does anyone remember the score for Lincoln? I do, and and it's fine, but I, it felt like besides to his Warhorse score almost. It does, yeah. and it's like, but even Warhorse, like, I mean, in these past two years, I don't know, Mark, you agree with me on this. Like, we, there's been a lot of very good and interesting scores over the past couple of years, and none of them get recognition yet. John Williams, who I love, is John Williams and all, but it's not well, like he's been churning out great scores over the past couple of years. Right, having right. like a dual nomination last year, and then a nomination for Lincoln this year, which I can hardly remember. Like, it's a little weird. I think his I, score last year was was more than deserving. I yeah I I agree with that. I I, I did like the Tintin score, but like Tintin and Warhorse like dual nominations last right. year. Right. Was... You you know how I feel? I I sort of agree because it almost is like it's just a reflex. Like Lincoln is already getting all these nominations. Ah, eh, let's just nominate the score too. And nothing against the score. I it's it's pleasant and everything, but it's just like you said, it's not memorable. You don't you don't you don't identify Lincoln because of the score. It's not a bad score at all. It's just when you have things like Beasts of the Southern Wild or Cloud Atlas, which were such unique and memorable scores left in favor of, you know, John Williams' patriotic flavors. It's, it makes one scratch the head. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have a Best Song. And with the nominees are we have Before My Time, which is from the film Chasing Ice, music and lyrics by J. Ralph. That's all it says there. All right. <laughs> Everybody Needs a Best Friend from Ted. Music by Walter Murphy. Lyrics by Seth MacFarlane. 
Pi's Lullaby from Life of Pi. Music by Michael Dina. Lyrics by Bombay Justin Jashari. Skyfall from... What is that? Skyfall. <laughs> How awkward. Awesome. Skyfall? Yeah. That's crazy. I think you misread that. Read I it again. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I gotta shove some of the schmutz out of the way. Skyfall from Skyfall. Oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. okay. Music and lyrics by Adele and Paul Epworth. And Suddenly from Les Miserables. Music by Cloud Michel Schoenberg. Lyrics by Herbert Kretzmer and Alain Boubil. The song that was basically written just so they could get a new nomination. It happens. Yep. Um, I feel like we could all say what we want to win best song here. Is it just Skyfall? Can I write that down or does anyone no. have something? To... <laughs> Everybody needs a best friend. It it better be Skyfall or there will be a riot in England. What's your what's your will? Is everyone's will win Skyfall? It's yeah. Okay. No. Is it not? <laughs> Do you have everyone needs? What everyone. You... Yeah. What? Everybody needs a best friend. That's your will win. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm switching gears. Are you, here. Are you perfectly trying to lose this competition? Aaron, you're not <laughs> supposed to make him feel bad about his choice. I can do yeah, it. Aaron. There's no judgment here. You have to. You have to silently mock me like Mark. No, I don't have silently. to do that at all, and I choose not to. But okay, Thank so you. everyone else is Thank sane. You. I will write Skyfall in their categories. Maxwell Skyfall, right? Yeah. Skyfall across the board. I will say I do like Everybody Needs a Best Friend. It has no shot of way to EGOT. I'm sure they're all pleasant and everything. I mean, well, they are. I've, I've listened to them, but... All right. Next up, we have Best Cinematography. And the nominees for Best Cinematography are Anna Karenina, Django Unchained, Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Skyfall. And um, Maxwell, what's your pick for this category? I think Life of Pi will this award um as far as who should win i'm a little bit torn i think you know roger deakins's work on skyfall is spectacular piece of light and shadow um you know in the shanghai sequence and uh, but at the same time um there's more cinematography than just lighting and the camera movement and blocking that went into anna karina Seamus mcgarvey's work is terrific so i'm gonna just say uh skyfall but Life of Pi is going to take it. Abe? I'm going to say Life of Pi is going to win it. Um, but I think Anna Karenina should win it. Uh, so, yeah. Mark? I go with Life of Pi. Beautiful looking film. I say as the will win and should win. Yeah, I agree, Mark. I say Life of Pi as well. And as much as I really do like uh, Skyfall's look and, you know, the, the, the yeah, pretty much exactly everything that... Uh, Maxwell has said already. There's there's a lot of things to admire about Roger Deakins' work, which yeah, yeah. Is, no, which, is, mean, which is an understatement for Roger Deakins' career in general. I, I don't think anyone here has like you can pick a wrong choice. It's just yeah. Yeah, they're all beautiful films as well as films that do a lot with the camera and and, and you know in its placement and in its use of various lighting schemes. It's just there's a <laughs> there's a lot done in the world of cinematography, and this is always a very fun category for me just because it's a great kind of way to to look at film and you know disregard a lot of what else goes into it and just look at how it's all put together. And well, One of the things, too, about Life of Pi, I mean, so much of that film was on a boat, and there is, it's, I mean, not that it's wordless, but there's a lot of that movie where not a whole lot happens. So all you have is the visual. And so that's sort of what makes, I mean, it's for me, it was a big part of that film. 
one interesting or amazing to me at least thing about Skyfall cinematography is that it was, you know, shot digitally as opposed to on film. And I would perhaps argue that it's the most successful and legitimate use of digital cinematography to, you know, kind of replicate the look of film, especially in its use of shadow. Oh, that that fight they had on the high rise with the jellyfish in the background, that was, I mean, stunning. It was all shot on the soundstage in London and not in Shanghai, which is even harder to comprehend for me. So moving on to our next category, we have Best Film Editing. And the nominees are Argo, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. And I'm going to start this one off, uh, which might tip my hand somewhere else, but Argo is my choice. And... Um, that might be my choice for will win, and almost should win. But I really Zero Dark Thirty is a film that's almost three hours long, and it doesn't necessarily feel that way. And that's why I would I would say that probably should win. Similarly, I'd say something like that for Cloud Atlas, but that wasn't nominated. So there you go. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, Abe, uh, I think Zero Dark Thirty is going to win, and I think it should win. I think that it's a well edited film. It's very riveting uh, when it has to be, and yeah, it moves along pretty well. Maxwell. I'll mirror uh, Aaron's thoughts. I think Argo will win. Hint, hint. And I think uh, Zero Dark Thirty should win. Mark? I, I'm going to go yeah with Argo as should and will win. Um, and not, I didn't simply base it on the fact that it was the shortest film, but it is the shortest film. And it is hard for me to nominate a film like Lincoln or Zero Dark Thirty, despite the fact that I agree with you that those films don't feel that long but I would go with Argo as the will and should win for that. Cool. All right. Next up, we have Best Foreign Language Film, and we have Amor, Contiki, No, A Royal Affair, and War Witch, which is a film I have not seen, but because it's called War Witch, I'm certainly interested in it. It's weird, because that's from Canada. Really? Well, probably it's in French, I would imagine. Um... I'd be surprised if anyone else had a will win, a different will win, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going with, I'm going with a more, <laughs> um, and I think that should win well, but I haven't seen all of them. So, um, Mark? Uh, yeah, a more. This is probably one of the few movie or few categories where I, I feel is almost a lock. If, if, I mean, it was nominated for best picture, so it would follow that it would have to win for Best foreign film. But anyway, yeah, will and should a more. Ib? Uh, I am going to go with A Royal Affair for will win, but I guess a more should win? There's been a lot of buzz about that. <laughs> Logic makes no sense. <laughs> Going against the grain, buddy. Okay. <laughs> are we playing for anything? No. We are, yeah. <laughs> for bragging rights. <laughs> we are playing. I have a prize and everything. Oh, but I, I'm not eligible. I'm one of the hosts. Of course you're eligible. No, I'm not. Well, you're going to lose, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) I have to to ask you, though, so why would you pick uh, Royal Affair Affair when, you know, Amour was actually nominated for Best Picture, which is, like, obviously the... Double dipping. It's double dipping. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if it wins for Best Picture, will it also win for Best Foreign Film? No, but Mm. it's it's not going to win for Best Picture. Right, it won't. (laughs) Logic would dictate that it would have to win Best Foreign Film. Because none of the other foreign films were nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> and if it doesn't win, then you have to really... I'm telling you, I'm, 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 for the, I'm going for the underdog here. All right. Uh, 
Gnomedog would be one of the films you never even heard of. Like Warwick. Well, yeah, you could go with No or like Warwick. No is terrific. No, I'm nothing against it, but it's yeah. definitely not favored. No, not Maxwell? at all. No is not. No, no. Maxwell, I assume, Armour as well, which was on your top. Yeah, for both. Women should. Great film. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have best animated feature. The nominees are Brave, Frankenweenie, <laughs> Hara Norman. The Pirates, Phantom Misfits, Phantom Misfits, yeah, <laughs> Wreckage, Ralph. I feel like I read those exactly the way I needed to. Um, if anyone has listened to me at all within the past half of a year, they would know. Or me, they, they, yeah, or Mark, they would know that I'd love to see Paranorman win, um, but I don't think that will happen. And this one, another tough one, but I'm going with Wreck-It Ralph as uh, will win. Uh, Abe, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my guns here. I'm gonna say Paranorman will win, and I think it should win. Maxwell, I think Ragnarok will win. Um, and much like everyone else so far, I think Paranorman should win. But I certainly wouldn't be upset if Ragnarok does win. Mark, I you know uh, if you had asked me this maybe two months ago, I would have said Brave will win. But I don't believe that anymore. I think Wreck-It Ralph will win this award. But like Aaron, I feel like Paranorman should win. And Abe. And Abe. And me. And Maxwell. Everybody. I I know that Aaron has been really adamant about it. So it's just like that sticks in my mind. But yeah. I had to. I'm glad that we're all like agreed in that. You're so feel like you weren't even listening to what I just said. Because I just said Paranorman should win, yet you chose to mention Aaron who said it before. I know. Me too. Maxwell, let's gang up on Mark. Well, Maxwell, also, if, if Walrus Moose was more active on Twitter, maybe people would understand that you'd, you'd be very vocal about this. Who's Walrus Moose? But also, you know, Wreck-It Ralph has won so many. It won the Annie Award for Best Animated Film. Um, I think it, it it won, I don't know, National Board of Review or something, Producers Guild. I mean, it's won a bunch of awards, so that's what made me change my mind, and I, I now believe Wreck-It Ralph is going to win. And it's very enjoyable, and as a Disney fanboy, and I don't use the word fanboy for anything else, really, it would warm my heart to see them take the award, but Paranorman's on another level. Word. Word, sentence. <laughs> All right, so next up, thank you. Next up, we have um, Best Original Screenplay. And the nominees here, we have Amour by Michael Haneke. Django Unchained by Quentin Tarantino. Flight by John Gatins. Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson and Roman Coppola. And Zero... Aaron, you're going to pick Flight for will win and should win, right? I know it. And Zero Dark Thirty for Mark <laughs> for, for Mark. Will. Mark, Aaron just sent a text message, and it says that Mark is not invited back to the show for <laughs> that comment. <laughs> Mark, what do you what do you think? So this is one of the most unpredictable ones, I think. I, I it could almost be anything, but uh, I'm going to go with Django Unchained as will win, and my own heart would want to see Moonrise Kingdom win. Uh, Abe. Uh, I think Zero Dark Thirty is going to win, uh, and I think it should win. There was a lot of effort that they had to put into that. Maxwell? I think, um, again, like Mark was saying, this is a really unpredictable one. I think it's a three-way race, but 
Um, I'm going to go with my gut saying that Michael Hanukkah takes this for a more, um, but I would love to see Moonrise Kingdom uh, win this award. Yay! Yeah, I this is a tough one for sure, and I mean, all, all of these are really good, and I this was the last one I changed before finalizing my list. I had a more for a long time, but I'm going with Django Unchained. Um, I, I mean, it is my number one film of the year, so I, I, I think say. I think should win would be kind of it seems I mean, like fact, it'd be a no brainer. But all these films, it. yeah, but all these films are in my uh, t- well, a more wasn't, but it's I mean, it would be my like eleven through twenty. They're all in my top. The other ones are all in my top ten. So well, not flight. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I just pretend that Flight's not nominated and Looper's nominated, just it won't win. That's that's. Why is Flight in this category? I mean, for original screenplay, I'm not sure because I don't know where the word original came in on the screenplay. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the movie, but it had more to do with Denzel Washington's performance than it had to do with the script. All right, okay, let's uh, move on to <laughs> best adapted screenplay. We have Argo by Chris Terrio, Beasts of the Southern Wild by Lucy Alabar and Ben Zeitlin. Life of Pi by David McGee, Lincoln from Tony Kushner, and Silver Linings Playbook from David O. Russell. And um, I'll start this one off. I think Argo is going to take it. I feel like it has a lot of momentum at this point where um, I used to think Lincoln was going to go for it. But yeah, Argo, I think that's going to be the uh, be the will win. Should win. I don't know. I guess I, uh, I haven't thought about it that much. I'd say Silver Linings are... Uh, Piece of the Southern Wild, just because I really like the interplay in the Silver Linings, but Piece of the Southern Wild is a, it's an interest. It's certainly an interesting film. So. Yeah, uh, Maxwell. Um, I think Argo will end up taking this award, but there's no comparison for me that Lincoln should win. Uh, Kushner's structure and use of language is is really wonderful, and I wish the momentum was still behind that script. Uh, Mark? I mean, I have to almost, like, just copy everything that you said, Aaron. I think I I was kind of thinking Lincoln before, but now I really think Argo is going to win this. And I actually, I really like the script for Silver Linings Playbook. So my own personal feeling, I would like to see that win. Abe? This is a tough category. All these are, I mean... I'm familiar with all the works, and it's just it, I, this is like the only category that I don't have a check mark on. Uh, it's hard to. Guess. It is, yeah, because I mean, on the one hand, Beast of the Southern Wild is like what, like it's like a five-page play or something like that. They they expanded into this huge movie. Um, and you know, on the other side, you have like a ginormous novel that uh, yeah, Tony like, Kushner just, adapted. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's just you know by written by Doris Kearns Goodwin. It's just I, it's tough. I, I don't know. I mean, I would I would think that. Uh, I would think that Argo is going to win, but I would like I really wouldn't for this category. It's like it's just a wash. I, I, all of them are great. What's your will? Sorry, uh, will win is Argo. And what is that? Just like an article, right? Isn't that what that's based on? It was just, yeah, it's just based off of like uh, an article and then just declassified documents. So, and that's also your should win. Uh, should win. I mean, again, should win is, is yeah. It's, it's a wash for all of them because they're all they're all well done. Okay. Next up, we have Best Supporting Actress. In the nominees, we have Amy Adams for The Master, Sally Field for Lincoln, Anne Hathaway for Les Miserables. No! Thank you. <laughs> Helen Hunt for The Sessions, and Jackie Weaver for Silver Linings Playbook. And uh, let's go with uh, Abe. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be Anne Hathaway. Should and, should and will win. Mark? 
Anne Hathaway should and will win. Oh, now it's a should, huh? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> what I is it before? <laughs> no, it's just he's commenting because I didn't care for her sobbing through the whole... It's, it's I the one thing you complained about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never complained about her performance. I just didn't like the sobbing in the song. And, you know, when they advertised that movie in the trailers on TV, they never played that version. They played a version where she wasn't sobbing. So somebody thought, oh, that sobbing doesn't sound good for the ad. But in the movie, she sobs. And I don't know why they felt that was necessary, but but I still thought she was emotionally affecting. I mean, I love Les Miserables. You know, uh, that's like well, was my top ten. So first, I'm hearing of this. <laughs> I mean, I, I want Les Miserables to win something. So yeah, I uh, I have Hathaway. She won it in the trailer. I mean, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so that's my that'd be my will and my should is I think anybody except Sally Field is my should. So there you go. Anybody except her? Yeah. That would be my second choice, actually. I'm the I'm the one I'm the one of the few people that barely that does not like Sally Field as the role of Mary Todd Lincoln. So there you go, uh, Maxwell. Um, I think Anne Hathaway is going to win it by a mile, but I would love to see Amy Adams win. Amy Adams. Yeah, mm. for Judd win. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Best Supporting Actor, which uh, we have Alan Arkin for Argo, Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook. Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, rounding out the three-name trilogy, Tommy Lee Jones for Lincoln, <laughs> and Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained, The Waltz of Silence. Um, <laughs> this is maybe the toughest category for me, because you could kind of throw a dart at this point and like land on one of them and be like, yeah, he'll win. They're all Oscar winners. They're all doing well. All their films have a certain level of momentum. I went with Robert De Niro. That'd be my, uh, that's my, I think, will win. My should win, which I think I've been saying for quite a long time, Tommy Lee Jones. I really love that performance in Lincoln. Uh, Abe? I think Tommy Lee Jones is, will win. I think that uh, Robert De Niro should win, so I'm, I'm reverse of you. Mark? I'm right there with Abe. I am going to stick to my guns and stay with Tommy Lee Jones and Lincoln as the will win, but I would love to see Robert De Niro as a should win. Mm-hmm. Maxwell? I think Robert De Niro is going to win this award, um, and I think Philip Seymour Hoffman should take it for the master. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is that I know it should be about just the performance, but as we all know, politics and campaigning come into play, et cetera, et cetera. I think if Alan Arkin had not won for Little Miss Sunshine just a couple of years ago, he would be the front runner here. Um, but because it's such a similar performance, that's what's hindering him from taking it. I think I could almost say the same thing about Christoph Waltz as well. Honestly, I think this is a three-way race. I think it's between Robert... I don't think it's just like throwing a dart. I think Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, and Christoph Waltz are all in there. I would be really... not Nothing against their performances, but I'd be really surprised if Philip Seymour Hoffman or Alan Arkin walked away with this. I would, would, yeah, I would agree with that. That would shock I, I would agree me. With you. I, would, I would certainly put those three on the top tier of the ones that are likely to win, but I mean, it's still... And honestly, if, if Christoph Waltz won, I would be, like, totally fine with that. I'd be fine but with I any of these guys winning I and Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin... Alan, Alan Arkin, who, you know, him and... Really, that, that one should be... That should be, like, him and John Goodman, like, a joint award nomination because right, they both right. make up the same part of that movie, but... Yeah, you know, I just I just rewatched Argo last night and Arkin's hilarious. I mean, he brings some much-needed levity to the film. And he, you know, has that great, well, maybe overplayed now catchphrase that is clearly stuck in a lot of people's minds. So 
Maybe he'll win. Hmm. I don't know. Or go fuck yourself. <laughs> wait, wait to like sigh while saying it. That, that's <laughs> what he should, that, that should be his acceptance speech. That was an intentional. He, just, he, he, he walks up. He says that. Walks off. Done. That would be probably the greatest moment in Oscar history. <laughs> Either that, or... like there's a there's a Corvette waiting for him off the side of the stage. He jumps in it, drives away. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never seen or heard never from again. Seen again. <laughs> he's he becomes gone. legend. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next up, we have best actor. And the nominees here, we have Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln, Hugh Jackman in Les Miserables, Joaquin Phoenix in The Master, and Denzel Washington, All Right, Okay, in Flight. And... All Right, Okay, is that the subtitle to Flight? All Right, Okay. Denzel that's Washington, nickname. No, Denzel. No, that, that's, that's how Denzel addresses that's, himself. Man. That's, a, that's a Denzel impersonation. He, he's like, All right. Oh, All right, Okay, I'm Denzel Washington. How are you doing today? Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Abe, what? <laughs> Abe, what is your what is your thought here? <laughs> Maxwell is not impressed. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Daniel Day Lewis, uh, but it's a tough one too because I think Joaquin Phoenix did a great job in The Master, um, but so did Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook. So it's tough, but I, I'm gonna go with Daniel Day Lewis. Mark, I mean they all did great performances, but for me, Daniel Day Lewis will and should win. Mark for Maxwell, sorry. <laughs> Um, I think Daniel Day-Lewis is going to walk away with this one, clearly. Um, as for should, I mean, I would, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible, um, really at another level, but at the same time, Joaquin Phoenix's, like, raw energy in The Master is incredible and feels almost like something Daniel Day-Lewis would have done around the time of my left foot. So I'd put them pretty equal for very different reasons, but Day-Lewis will win, making him... The most lauded leading actor in the history of the Academy Awards. Yeah, I think Daniel Day Lewis will win and should win. And I, you know, I was trying to rack them up against each others, and I, I just, I don't see it. Like, I could see Joaquin Phoenix maybe as like a potential spoiler, but just comparing these performances to Daniel Day, I just don't, I don't right. see, I don't see them winning over him. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Dan, Joaquin Phoenix didn't even want to be nominated. It, it, the Academy voting for him, nothing against his performance, but. The Academy voting for him would be like the biggest, one of the biggest upsets I think ever. Remember like, um, remember like when Adrian Brody won over like Jack Nicholson and, and Daniel Day Lewis. Actually, for that, in it would be very similar. I think those guys just split it that year. Like no one could choose between the two. So for the guy with the big nose, <laughs> I mean, he was he was incredible on in the pianist. I, I'm not, you know, and he got to make out with Holly Berry. Impune, I mean that that's a, a legendary Oscar moment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up, getting to the down to the wire here, we have Best Actress, Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook, Emmanuel Riva for Amour, Quavanjane Wallace for Beast of the Southern Wild, and Naomi Watts for The Impossible. Uh, Maxwell? I think Emmanuel Riva is going to win this one, really do, and I think she should. And I think it would, you know, her performance is exceptional. And it would be a really special moment, and I just I don't think they're going to pass it up. It's also her birthday on Sunday, so that would be extra special. Hmm. Abe, uh, I think Jennifer Lawrence is going to win, um, but I don't I wouldn't rule out Kovanjane Wallace, uh, and Jennifer Lawrence primarily because I have just never seen Jennifer Lawrence in that light before, and I was really 
happy to see her in that light. Mark? I think Jennifer Lawrence will win this. Um, she's really great. Uh, but my sentimental favorite, and probably w- it would become my most touching moment of the Academy Awards, is if Quavonjane Wallace would actually be read her name when this award. But um, I don't think that's happening. But yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, for me, if there's one thing that's going to happen tonight, it's going to be a little eight-year-old girl's feelings are going to be crushed as she loses the Academy Award. Actually, just getting nominated is is like an award right there for her. So. That's what her mom will tell her as she cries tonight. <laughs> but it's after true, though. But it is true. Aaron, you're so, you're so <laughs> dark about this. I know it's true. That's because I really do love Quavonjane Wallace in that film. That said, I do, I would like, I, I would like Jessica Chastain to win. That'd be my shit win. I really mm-hmm. like her in that movie, in Zero Dark Thirty. I really think that's a very. Wait, who are you saying will win? No, I'm. Uh, I'll get there, Abe. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, I will. I think Jennifer Lawrence will win in the movie in Silver Linings Playbook. But uh, yeah, Jessica Chastain will be my should win, or my yeah, my should win. Mm. All right, last two here. Here we go. Best director, we have Michael Haneke for Amor, Ang Lee for Life of Pi. David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. Stephen, Th- I was going to make up some middle name, but I had nothing. Steven Spielberg <laughs> for Lincoln. <laughs> you could have gone with an initial. Stephen F. Spielberg. Yeah. Ben would X. Zeitlin. Would Spielberg have been offended? I didn't what? hear what you said. Stephen the Jew Spielberg. I call it, well, he's the beard for everybody. That yeah, of course he's the beard, <laughs> but beard. he didn't say it, so. Okay. And Ben, <laughs> ben Zeitlin for a piece of the Southern Wild. Um. Mark. Is his middle name Affleck Ben Affleck Zeitlin? Yeah, it's Ben Affleck Zeitlin. It's it's, it's ironic, <laughs> really. Mark, what do you think will win Best Director? Um, I'm this was I I had trouble with this, but I'm going to pick Steven Spielberg for Lincoln, um, as will win, and uh, I would just love to see Ang Lee win this because I think that was a very difficult film to direct. It was a, a quote-unquote unfilmable novel. He had to deal with all the CGI, an actor acting for the first time, and I think all of those things made that a very difficult film to direct. But Lincoln as the will win, Steven Spielberg. Maxwell? I'm really torn on this one as to who will win. Um, you know, it, up until the nominations, I was sure Affleck was going to win. Um and he's dominated every everything else, but gosh, I'm gonna go with my gut and say that Ang Lee will win, just because I feel like the whole tide towards Lincoln has been in the opposite direction. But I would love to see Spielberg win. I think he should win because he showed such wonderful restraint and grace in in making this film, which to me is just as impressive as being able to wrangle. You know, like Mark was saying, the, the actors and the effects. And again, not to impugn Angley's work, he did a heck of a job. But So your will win is Angley? Yes. Okay. Making sure. Abe? Uh, I think David O. Russell will win. And I think it's really tough to, to corral that crowd and get these really good performances out of him, especially Chris Tucker, just telling him, stop being Chris Tucker. Um, but I I would love Angley to win, and I would love... Uh, in a in a close second, Steven Spielberg to win for Lincoln. Yeah, I chose uh, Spielberg to uh, as the will win, and um, this is another strong category. I like all these all these options, Hanukkah included too. Yeah. Um, but um, my should win. I I admire Ang Lee for sure. That's that's one that I'd really like to see. 
and you know potentially could happen. But uh, uh, Ben Zeitlin, I really, I mean, Beast mm-hmm. of the Wild, such a, it's such a unique movie to me that, right? Like, I know it's more of a not in a million years of Ben Zeitlin kind of win situation because he's he's young, he's young, he hasn't proven himself. That's what it comes down to for it, this kind of award. But that's a really interesting film to watch and how it's assembled. Yeah. Uh, so. And to support you in what you just said, I think Quavonjane Wallace's performance was made possible because of the director. I sure. think yeah. he no is, doubt. Yeah. he was the guiding force be, behind that. It's sort of much in the same way that I say Ang Lee is sort of the guiding force be, behind um, the performance in uh, Life of Pi. But in this case, it's a child, I think, even harder to coax that performance out. So yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. His, his, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people were really surprised that Ben Zeitling got nominated. But I don't think it's that surprising. I mean, he really did some pretty incredible work. I'd certainly put, oh, him, that, the, I put him in that top 10 of like possible directors that could have been nominated. So yeah, I wouldn't know. Right. I mean, just to echo your sentiment there, Mark, I mean, not just uh, Guadalajanae Wallace, but Dwight, I forget who, whatever it is. Dwight Henry. Both them, yeah, both of them were oh, yeah, actors. Yeah. Dwight yeah, Henry was just like a, a local shop owner. And, you know, he was able to pull these performances out of these people that are not gonna, probably going to be acting anytime soon again. How, how cool would it have been if Dwight Henry had gotten nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a category with all these, like, acting heavyweights? That I, I totally would have been, like, on board with that. I'd, yeah, I'd, that I'd, drop off, nice. I'd drop off Alan Arkin to see Dwight Henry in there. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, for Zeitlin, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, getting the performances out of these actors as well as, you know, he did write, adapt the screenplay and, and, and contribute with the score. On this the film. score, I mean, the score he's, was he's, fantastic, he's, yeah. He really did spearhead this movie forward along with the I was, I was kind of bummed out about original score, not, not having a Beast of Southern Wild there, because that, that's a really good score. Right, it was. Man, what a, what a great movie that Marcus Robinson is <laughs> truly happy that we're talking about for such a lengthy period of time. It's a good thing he's not on here to defend himself. That's Angry cool. emails from Marcus. Uh, so moving on, the last category here. We have Best Picture, and the nominees we have Amor, Argo, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. All this out of the way. Mark, what is your thoughts on Best Picture? So, as a tribute to how unpredictable this race is, I'm going with two different choices. I I think at this point, Argo will win. So that's my pick for will win. However, I personally would really love to see Life of Pi win. That's just, of those categories, I think that would be my favorite. Maxwell? Uh, I also think Argo is going to win. Um, and after much thought and deliberation, I think I would love to see Lincoln take home the prize. Abe? Uh, I would... This is a tough category because, again, Argo's being on the momentum, and I would normally be swayed by that, but I'm sticking with my guns here. I think Zero Dark Thirty is going to win, and I think it should win. I think it's a it's an important film, and I think that it was much different than what people were thought it was going to be, in that it wasn't this gung-ho USA movie. It was kind of just more of like, question some stuff here and there, and it made you think a little bit. A little bit ambiguous. Uh, yeah, I am choosing Argo. I think it feels like it's it's inevitable at this point that Argo's going to win. Um, my should win. Some people may think I'd pick Django and Chain for this category, but I'd actually would pick Zero Dark Thirty for the should win, just because I do think it's a film that were we to go back in history, we'd look back at Zero Dark Thirty and be like, that feels like an important film from this year. Mm. I'd say the same about Lincoln to an extent as well, just because I think it is a really solid film that 
would work to reflect kind of a certain time. But Zero Dark Thirty, that's a that is a really good movie. That is a it's a fantastic film. I mean, it was, it was my number two. So it's not like I'm straying too far from Django and Chained either. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, so, I, I definitely think my personal feeling is it's between Argo and Lincoln. Yeah, I, I think it, I agree with th- that. Those are the two, and I I actually think it could be either one, despite whatever people say. I think it could go either way. And Silver, but, Silver Linings is right behind it. I mean, it's, yeah, that, I would that say could so be too, like yeah. that would be a surprise, but yeah, but yeah, that would probably be third. But yeah, I think Ergo is it's got the momentum uh, for some reason, and I don't, and I really love Zero Dark Thirty. I think the momentum for that film is gone, and it, I, yeah. I actually I don't think I picked it for anything. So if if I had to pick a film that got the most nominations and didn't win a single thing, I think it would be Zero Dark Thirty, and not because it it deserves to win stuff, but I don't think the momentum for that film is there anymore. I would I really I would I would agree. I think unfortunately um, I don't it's, know. It's in the same position as something like uh, Black Hawk Down from back in two thousand one, and that movie did actually win Best Editing. And best sound, film, film editing, and sound editing, and those are the only awards that I think Zero Dark Thirty has the capability of winning, uh-huh. just because of the style of film that right. it, but, it yeah, definitely yeah. could. But the uh, yeah, the momentum of that film versus Argo, Lincoln, and, and Silver Linings with you know Weinstein behind that, like it, it's way higher, and it does sway. It does it does make a difference. Like, I really yeah. do un- unfortunately blame the torture contro- controversy yeah. on that film's slowed or non-existent momentum. I, I think that's true. I mean, it's a, such a stupid uh, criticism of the film because I actually think that the film makes a case that the torture didn't work. But that seems to – that controversy seems to have been a little bit of an issue for people in Hollywood, and I think it might have hurt the film unnecessarily. And Catherine Bigelow yeah, for her nomination for Best Director. So I think that not only the torture thing, but also just the whole entire notion of well, where did these facts come from? This is This is an unauthentic – uh, storytelling of the timeline, and I think that really hurt Zero Dark Thirty as well. But still, regardless, I mean, it, it's well. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt the box office though. the The film did really well at the box yeah. office. So whatever they, like however they decided to, to make, yeah, however they decided to handle that controversy, they they did it well in terms of box office. There's but strength. as far as winning but, awards, I don't know if if they handled it properly. There's actually something to be said for all the nominees this year, with the exception of maybe a more. Every film is. Not necessarily a blockbuster, but they're all they're they're all successful films. Uh, Argo, yeah. Argo, they've all I think all of them except for *Beasts of the Sun of the Wild* and Argo have crossed the hundred million dollar mark. Um, crossed hundred million. Yeah, Argo. I said I'm, I'm sorry, more in *Beasts of the Sun of oh, the Wild*. I thought you, Argo, I thought it. Um, Zero Dark Thirty made a lot more money than I think anyone was necessarily expecting. Yeah, yeah. Silver, Silver Linings Playbook once it finally went wide has just made a ton of money. Silver Lightning Playbook is one of the, the oddest cases. I mean, it comes out in, like, you know, limited release, comes out a little bit wider release, and then it gets finally, all this acclaim, and then finally they're like, here, here's a full release. I think it was it was smart uh, platforming, actually. That's, does Weinstein knows what he's doing? Does Weinstein knows what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> it could have blown up in their faces if it didn't do well nominations, but I think they were confident that it would, and thus, you know, with the film like that, with the tricky subject matter and the mass audiences who go to the cinema need that sort of validation that the nominations give to, you know, go pay and buy their tickets and go see it. And, yeah, and right. you know, acting nominees for all four acting categories. I mean, you can't argue with that. Well, you can argue with Jackie Weaver. I could. Yeah, I, would, yeah. I would agree with that. That, that did surprise <laughs> me out of all those. No, but what I mean is you, no, I know you they got you. nominations for all four people, so yeah. their strategy worked. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, like Django and Chainley Miz both defied the odds of being, you know, incredibly long and somewhat depressing movies coming out in Christmas time. And both of those have made Django has made more than Glorious <laughs> Bastards, which I don't think anybody saw coming. That is going to bring us to the end of part one of this episode. Um, we, of course, have laid out all our nominations here. We have 24 different categories. All of us have made predictions. We're all excited to see who's going to come out on top. The winner, of course, will get something that has yet to be determined and will probably never arrive. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, we're after you know after the Academy Awards, of course, we will record the results show, and that's going to be a the as as I've dubbed it the 2013 Academy Awards Special Part Two. Clever title, I know. <laughs> and that's gonna that's gonna actually be an episode with a special guest. We have an author who has uh, written a. Written a novel about the history of the Oscars, and uh, he's going to join us for that episode. And uh, yeah, we'll of course go over the winners of this uh, of our predictions here. The Academy. Well. Yeah. And you won't know this, listeners, but we'll actually be wearing black ties, and you know, it's going to be a black tie affair. We're we're going to be wearing our tuxedos. I've been wearing. My... I'm wearing a tuxedo right now. Yeah, I've been wearing it all all week. Uh, uh, it's o- it's Oscar I'm week. I'm only wearing a tie. I'm not wearing a tuxedo. Damn it. But no pants either, and that's weird because you go to, you go to work that way. That's the weird. Part I get a free ride on the on the subway. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Um, that's gonna do it for this week's <laughs> part one episode of Out Now with Andrew Nave. You can find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at whysoblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews, and as well at twitter.com/slash Aaron's PS3, which may become Aaron's PS4 soon enough. Abe, where can people find more of your work? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blackspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Mark Hoban. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.wordpress.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. Maxwell Haddad. You can find all my work at therackedfilms.com, and you can find me or follow me on Twitter at submaximal. All right, and you can find all the other episodes of Out Now, there and Abe on iTunes, of course at hhwlod.com as well. You can find all of our episodes there, as well as episodes from the other shows that are about games and comics and movies and stuff. A bunch of cool guys on those shows. Outnow.podomatic.com. You can find most of the newest episodes and some exclusives there. Uh, Outnowpodcast at gmail.com. You can feel free to email us and let us know your thoughts on the Academy Awards. Um, YouTube page, YouTube.com slash Podcast, where you can find the main reviews if you don't want to listen to anything else, except for the main reviews, 20 to 30 minutes each. And, of course, you can follow and like our pages, Facebook.com slash Podcast and Twitter.com slash underscore podcast. Um, we've been quite active on Twitter lately, I noticed. A lot of our followers have been uh, chatting back and forth with us, so you can join in on that fun and follow our page. And... Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this part one episode. I'm excited to see how things turn out on the big night. The biggest, the Hollywood's biggest night, right, guys? <laughs> the very biggest. So, uh, yeah. Huge. Thank you for joining us, both Maxwell and Mark. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that's going to do it. Looking forward to see what happens. But until next time, so long. And goodbye. Little ghost, little ghost, why don't scare them most? Can you scare me up a little bit of love? I'm the only one that sees you and I can't be much to please you And it's not your time to meet the Lord above But first moment that I met her, I did not expect the specter When I shook her hand, I really shook her glove
looked into me so sweetly And we left the room discreetly No one else could know the secret of our love Little ghost, little ghost What I'm scared of the most Can you scare me up a little bit of love? I'm the only one that sees you And I can't do much to please you And it's not your time to meet the Lord above Every morning I woke, I see my little ghost Wondering if it's big or it's lying there I lean to touch her and I whisper But not brave enough to kiss her When I held her, I was really holding there Little ghost, little ghost, one is scared of the most Can you scare me up a little bit of love? I'm the only one that sees you And I can't do much to please you And it's not your time to meet the Lord above Though I tried my best to keep it, there really was no secret Must have looked like I was dancing with the wall No one else could see this apparition Who's Morris Moose? <laughs> <laughs>